Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. You might be following me for Miami Heat coverage, but at the Five Reasons Sports Network, we also do the best job of covering the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, not only do we have a podcast in three yards per carry, but we created a Discord. If you want to become a member, you want to speak with thousands of like-minded Dolphin fans, look at video analysis, stage shows, as well as interact with us, Chris, Simon, Alf. You can go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans, and for less than a cup of coffee, that's $3 a month, you could get on there. Yeah, we kind of did a copycat thing, Alfredo, the Heat follow the dolphins in this market so we have now followed you we call ours off the floor it used to be a texting service it's much better than that now not only do we provide host updates there but you can chat 24 7 trust me there's someone doing that right now and we've got other rooms if you want to chat about other sports fantasy gambling or even music we have a music culture page there as well greg sylvander maybe put that one on off the floor only fins that's the extension of what already is the best sports coverage in south florida so how much is yours two dollars and 99 cents per month and you can find it pinned at the top of the five reasons sports twitter page get both on discord welcome to three yards per caddy a podcast covering the miami dolphins and the nfl now here's your hosts chris alf and simon Welcome to Three Hours Per Carry. It is our Thursday, although it's Friday, preview show, looking ahead to Monday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans, who visit Miami. The Titans, who have lost four of the last five games, lost in overtime at the weekend to the Colts. I'm Simon Clancy. Alfredo Arteaga is here. Chris Corkin will join us in the second half of the show to look at the Titans' offense. You should know that this show is brought to you, of course, by Prize Picks. Use the promo code three. That's the number three yards to get a $100 match bonus on your $100 deposit. And by our old friends at Manscaped, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. That's the number five at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code 5RSN. And Alf has news of another sponsor. Yeah, of course. Fractor Meals, they're, they're with us through the holiday season. So we have a dedicated page with Factor Meals. So you can go to factormeals.com forward slash Three yards per carry, five zero, and remember that we are the number three yards per carry, five zero, and use the promo code three yards per carry five zero, and you get fifty percent off your first order. So, as I said, the Titans lost four of the last five. They fell to the Colts thirty-one twenty-eight in overtime last weekend. There are questions about their best player on offense, Derek Henry, who entered concussion protocol uh, and has been limited in uh, all that he's done this week. There is news about the defensive side of the ball and their all-pro defensive tackle, their best defensive player, and probably arguably their best player overall, Jeffrey Simmons, is out, which is a huge boon for the Dolphins. Alf, when the Dolphins have the ball, there are, it, it, there's a kind of a dearth of talent really on the uh, on the Titans' defense in terms of what they're trying to do. They fired their special teams coordinator this week. There's all sorts of kind of issues going on. They've obviously got players like everybody else has got players uh, on injured reserve. But really, the kind of the you know with Jeffrey Simmons out, Danico Autry who had his ninth sack of the season uh, is playing very well. 
the defensive end. But beyond that, really, they're kind of they're struggling, aren't they, in all three phases? I mean, I, I was looking at the numbers. I think they're the 17th ranked defense overall, so sort of middle of the pack. But they've allowed they're the 23rd worst best team for for touchdowns allowed. Passing defense, they're 22nd, which bodes well for the Dolphins, but but 13th against the run. Interestingly, though, when you look at um, a couple of the factors, red zone defense, the second best red zone defense in the NFL, Miami, one of the better red zone teams in the league on offense, but on third downs, and we saw how how good Miami were on third downs uh, against Washington last week, Tennessee 16th on third downs. So, you know, they're not a terrible team, but this is a team that Miami should handle. And certainly when the Dolphins have the ball at home, You'd like to think that they're controlling the narrative in terms of in terms of what happened, especially with Jeffrey Simmons out. Absolutely, I do my uh, my weekly test uh, where I look at their roster and I say, okay, who who of these guys would I want on my roster? The Dolphins, and obviously you got to start with Jeffrey Simmons. He's one of the better defensive tackles in football. I really liked and I love them coming out of LSU. Uh, Christian Fulton, he's also yeah. out for this game. So when when you start off your analysis of their defensive roster with the top two guys you would want off of that roster are not in this game, then yeah, you're back to where we were last week. And uh, I said before last week, you know, that I hate to be style points guy, but I was going to be style points guy. And sure enough, the style points, absolutely. They were there. How about regaining the lead as far as, uh, rushing offense in the NFL. They're nine yards behind the Ravens. Put up a good rushing effort on Monday night football. Have a really nice balanced effort on offense. Be explosive. Score four touchdowns and no turnovers. Do that again. Start building those habits for the playoffs and for that stretch run in late December. And I think all of us will be happy. Uh, there really isn't too much of a danger on this defense. And I know it's it's hard to, you know, to just get out here and just say, look, you know, but I can't even make it up at this at this moment. It's just like last week. Uh, Dolphins have a decided schematic advantage in this game, and they should take advantage of it. They They should be judged a little bit more harshly than we would normally. Yeah, you look at the secondary and you talked about Christian Fulton, who sort of flattered to deceive a little bit in the NFL. They've got Sean Murphy Bunting, who I think we all liked in Tampa, but was, you know, has been injured, won a Super Bowl. But, you know, the injuries have kind of got on top of him. Roger McCreary, obviously a sort of battle-hardened SEC corner who played very well at Auburn and, again, has kind of struggled a little bit. And the, the surroundings, I think, haven't helped him. But when the Dolphins had the ball, what I found quite interesting about Hard Knocks the other night was the clear ability... Uh, there was just a section where they were clearly trying to get Devon Achan lined up uh, as a receiver uh, and get a favorable matchup, either against a safety, but ideally against a linebacker. And actually, they had that on the first touchdown to to Tyreek Hill and on the, the top of the screen um, to the to the backside of the, uh, the formation. Achan had sort of six or seven yards of separation. The safety sort of stranded in the middle of the field. So two actually had a touchdown on either side. It does strike me that the Dolphins are trying to get a big receiving play down the field to Devon Achan. You saw it a little bit in hard knocks in practice. You saw Tua going back to Mike McDaniel and saying, you know, he ran that route better and he did this better. And and then Achan saying he was surprised at a certain ball. And you, you just sort of, uh, interesting little inkling that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if something comes down the pipe with with Achan getting a, you know, a deep ball 
uh, a deep ball pass, especially against a, a linebacking crew that, that that's struggling with with guys out in the backfield. Yeah, and you know some of our our members on OnlyFans, and by the way, you can become a member at OnlyFans by going to Discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans. It's only three dollars a month. Uh, some of the members on OnlyFans were, were beginning to to wonder was Alf lying when he was saying when he was saying that they kept working on all of this wide receiver stuff with uh, with Devon Achan and they were working him into the the passing game in training camp. Well, you saw a lot of it against the uh, the Commanders. Um, there was even uh, there was another play where that scramble drill where where Tua hit Waddle basically right in the face mask and Waddle dropped it. Uh, and we'll get to him in a little bit since we're talking Dolphin offense. Um, on that play, there was a delay. There was like a delayed crosser for for Achan. And if Tua had just an extra count in the pocket and he comes field side completely, which was obviously the last guy on the progression, he has Achan with a cushion of about 10 yards and a lot of green grass for him to make people miss. So, yeah, there's uh, not only the screens, but that stuff downfield slants, they have a full package for him. And we saw a lot of it against the commanders. And you got to think that this is the, the way forward whenever he's on the field. Um, you can ex- I, I expect him to play a lot with Raheem Mostert. Uh, so the threat will always be there, whether it's on an end around or if they flex him out. Uh, defenses are going to have to account for him, and that's another guy that they have to account for, which is it's always a good thing, especially when you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on your offense. So, yeah. yeah, it's it things are looking up on the Dolphin offense when they weren't about three weeks ago, and it's been health that's actually turned things around. Yeah, watching some of the All-22, Alf, in terms of the Colts-Tennessee game, it seemed like the Colts were kind of peppering snag concepts throughout the game to Michael Pittman, uh, little triangle read zone beaters that essentially just continued to stress the Titans' defense. It looked like the Titans had no no answer for the communication on the back end. They were kind of all over the place. And essentially, it was just flaring out a back into the, into the flat. Uh, Pittman would kind of run a 10-yard comeback, and then a, a guy would run it over behind him. The Titans' defense would be completely confused, and Pittman was open and open and open and open time and time again. And and really, then there were times where Minshew would would throw outside looks, or or at least uh, stack up outside and then throw inside. And again, you know that's something we do, you know, day in day out with the Dolphins. And again, mm-hmm. the Titans have no answer. It feels like a lot of what Miami does well is stuff that Tennessee doesn't do very well. Notably, though communication on that back end because if you're going to play the Dolphins you're going to play the well in the passing game you have to be able to communicate absolutely especially when when the Dolphins will run that concept like about four or five or maybe even some six or seven times in a game they ran it against the Patriots in New England uh, I think Chris Collinsworth made a note of it that they ran it like eight times and like six of them were successful and it's always flat rail in cut or glance route or how they how the Dolphins call it and yeah, it puts it puts it puts an entire side of a secondary into conflict because uh, you're not going to let the rail go. Right. Because usually the guy running that is really, really fast. So what are you going to do? You're going to leave the, the flat naked. And if you leave the flat naked, you know, Tua can see that he's a shorter quarterback. That's the one guy he will see. And if he checks it down, what, you're just going to give up eight yards of pop. So it's a it's a difficult play to to cover. Um, 
I think the team that did the best on it was Kansas City. And the way they did it was using Drew Tranquil to get out to the flat and just essentially just blow up the flat player. Because once you blow up the flat player, Tua understands I got to get to this first or second read because I don't have the outlet. So there is no comfort there. And it just speeds up his clock. But yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, This is a team that uh, should be had. And at home with a big crowd, it's going to be boisterous. It's going to be the first night game for the Dolphins at home this season. Um, yeah, it should be. It, it sh- I'm I'm not going to say that it's going to be you know a walk in the park, but it should be easier than most. Yeah. One guy to look out for on that defense who has remained one of the more underrated players in the league and my, uh, is a guy that Mike McDaniel will know very well is Aziz Al-Shair, who was the linebacker at San Francisco, who made that really nice triumvirate with Dre Greenlaw and with um with Fred Warner in San Francisco. Shair has played very well this season, uh, albeit you know protected because of his size a little bit by having Jeffrey Simmons and Autry and, and those guys in front of him. But again, big stress test for for a guy who I think he gave up nine. I think I was looking at the numbers earlier. Gave up nine receptions or eight catches on nine targets against the Colts. As well as he's played, he's going to need to do significantly better uh, in that game. Uh, in this game, sorry, than he did against the Colts. And let, uh, otherwise, the Dolphins, with with backs out of the backfield, whether that's Alec Ingold, Mostert, Wilson, uh, A-Chan, et cetera, et cetera, have all got really good hands, all run really good routes. You know, that, that's a guy that the, the Dolphins are going to need to identify, but also to make sure that he doesn't have a big impact uh, knowing the, the ability that he, he does have. Yeah, absolutely. And um, now with, with, with A-Chan, uh, you saw it against the against the commanders that they threw him a little arrow route he caught it for about six yards broke a tackle and it turned into 21 so uh, 21 can easily turn into 65 also so yeah that that's something that they're going to have to be very mindful of so there's going to be there's going to be opportunities behind those guys and i understand that that jalen waddle was pretty good two weeks prior against the against the jets on black friday but uh, this is one of his worst games against the Commanders. He had two, in my opinion, bad drops. Uh, one that could have been for a pretty big play. Ball fell right at his feet. Um, what a better time to, than now to, to get Jalen Waddle back online because, uh, in my opinion, he's the only guy on the, on the offense that you could look at even sideways and say, you know, he's not up to his standard from last year. So he's going to have opportunities, and I think that they'll feed him. Needs to catch the ball better, though, doesn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, he needs a uh, – that's not going to get fixed this year, but no. in the offseason, he needs extensive training as far as catching the ball. And and I know people are listening to me like, wait a minute, a wide receiver's going to – yes, wide receivers do train on catching the football. There's an art to it. It's different. You know, catching a football from a professional quarterback is very, very different than catching it in practice when people are throwing 40, you know, 50 percent. So yeah. in traffic with with guys bearing down on you. Yes, he's going to need uh, he need, he's going to need some help. And you've seen it. Uh, you know, if you're if you're just even a casual fan, you've seen him do his little jump, his jump to, to catch the ball. Uh, he sometimes jumps completely unnecessarily on deep balls. So, yeah, and you can see how that ball, that deep ball, that was a beautiful ball, probably a bad decision by by Tua Tungavaloa because the play was covered, 
but the ball found Waddle, and it just fell at his feet, and there was 50 yards there to gain. So those are plays that we need to have because you never know when you're going to need something like that. Who knows? Maybe in Kansas City in January. So, yeah, he needs to train on, but that's for the offseason. For now, they're just going to have to involve him more in the offense to give him more opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, Chris and Alf will be back in the second half. We're recording this in two separate sections, uh, mainly because of timing and because Chris is at work. Um, but uh, in the second half of the show, they will look at what happens when the Titans and Will Levis and Derek Henry, who looks like he's going to play, was never in concussion protocol, according to to Mike Vrabel, um, will have the ball when they're on the field. Uh, so I won't be here. So I will give you my prediction now, which I believe will be the Miami Dolphins 38 and the Tennessee Titans 16. Stay tuned for the second half of the show where Chris and Alf will take you home. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty 
five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to Three Yards Per Carry. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to the second half of the podcast. It's actually about six hours later, uh, and Chris has had his COVID jab and has had a pretty adverse reaction to it. So I am sat in the car, which is why the audio might sound slightly different. It is about 10.15 on Friday night. I'm waiting for my 17-year-old son, who's out with his friends, because uh, that's what parents do. Anyway, Alf is still here. I am still here, albeit on my phone. Um, and we are ready to do the second half, which is essentially looking what happens when the Titans have the ball in their game against the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Chris Fowler and the team on commentary. And Alf, we mentioned it before the break, Derek Henry will play, uh, according to Mike Vrabel. But the kind of the story here for uh, for the Titans is really Will Levis. Um, obviously, the rookie who played very well uh, in his first start and has played OK in patches, but has also struggled mightily at times. And actually, I saw a stat which I don't have in front of me at the moment, but I think he's only ahead of Zach Wilson and one other quarterback in terms of uh, quarterback rating, I think. Uh, so... You know, whilst he's got weapons to work with, and we'll get to Henry and Tajay Spears in the running game, and the receivers with Traylon Burks, and obviously uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, it's been a bit of a struggle for the offense trying to move the ball with Levis at quarterback. And you wonder whether or not this might be a kind of a, a Ryan Ryan Tannehill return game if uh, if things don't go very well for Levis. Yeah, I think that that's a, a distinct possibility. Uh, he's had his moments. He's two and four as a starter. He started the last six games. He only has two interceptions, but he just he just he's coming off of a game where he had three fumbles. And if you watch him on film, like he is daring and is getting away with murder for the most part. He is gonna threaten you. Like there's there's gonna be moments where he's gonna step back in the pocket and he's gonna throw the ball far, like Mike McDaniel said. Mike McDaniel said uh, his evaluation. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Simon, but his evaluation of Will Levis was he throws the ball far and hard. Yeah, which is not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. So no. there's going to be some anxious moments where like, oh, my God, what is what is he seeing? Because he's throwing the ball really far and really hard. It just hasn't been accurate. I don't think he has the, the horses. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is a spectacular player, but he's not that guy anymore. Um, yeah. He needs more schooling. He needs another year, and he needs more talent. And possibly some better offensive coaching, and then and some better and offensive then he, line play as well. Yes, so they they need plenty uh, before they become anything with Will Levis. Uh, the headliners, obviously, Derrick Henry. Uh, Dolphins have been playing these light boxes, have had been having success. Um, I don't know if you saw the 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 clip that Lewis Riddick put up. But there's a play, and I don't know how I didn't see it in the All-22. There's a play where I guess it was a mistake by the commander's offensive line, but three guys blocked Christian Wilkins. So he was effectively triple teamed, and somehow Christian Wilkins made the tackle for a one-yard gain on Antonio yeah. Gibson. So uh, Dolphins are, are not going to change who they are. So that's the only danger in this game is if Derrick Henry gets on track and starts to have a good a, a big game other than that other than that there just is no danger yeah we need a high level of performance don't we from um from those interior defensive linemen because with Derek Henry obviously still poses a threat he's not the same back he was but he's still not that far away obviously 
News came out this week. Pro Football Focus has David Long rated as the number one run defending linebacker in the league, which uh, I think, you know, whatever you think of Pro Football Focus, and we have our own views, but um, I certainly think he's played very well against the run. Uh, it's a game where Deshaun Elliott, for example, I think will be big heading into the box, uh, you know, attacking downhill, which he does so well. I think that'll be very important for the Dolphins. RJ Spears is the rookie out of Tulane who's been adding some juice. And actually, although Henry's played first and second downs, this is a guy that need they need to get more touches because he is a very valuable piece. I uh, can make people miss. He did so uh, in college and he's done so pretty well here in the NFL. And, you know, the Dolphins going to have to keep an eye on Tajay Spears because he could cause some trouble out of the backfield. Absolutely. And, you know, what's evident right away when you watch him is is the speed. And when he could get out yeah. on the perimeter, uh, he's a problem. Uh, I think that David Long matchup is going to be fascinating to watch because I never, ever have seen a guy talking about – usually when, when a guy leaves your team – the, the head coach or the general manager is going to say nice things about about him or they would just won't say anything at all. And then you could discern from the silence that there was some friction there. But Mike Vrabel made it a point to talk about shoe injury issues and how they needed to fix that. And I guess the fix was to just let him walk to Miami. He's been healthy. So this is uh, as far as a revenge game other than that Bronco game. This is the one that has the most juice for any individual player. I'm pretty certain that David Long will want to leave a mark in this game. Yeah, last weekend, Alf, the, the Dolphins teed off quite a bit on on Washington, got home a lot with four, and the Titans give up a ton of pressures. And this is a team that's, you know, one of the top performing teams in terms of quarterback pressures, getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb, six-plus sacks. Christian Wilkins, six-plus sacks. Zach Sealer, six-plus sacks. Back-to-back weeks with defensive touchdowns, you know, coming from pressure on the quarterback, certainly last week with with Van Ginkle uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, and, and Ginkle will be huge again. But also expanded roles, I'd imagine, for Emmanuel Og, but expanded roles probably for Jason Pierre-Paul moving forwards, um, just to keep that rotation, knowing that, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, there's a pretty tough stretch of games coming with Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo, where you really need that defensive line firing. So a good opportunity for these guys to get after a bit and, you know, get in and and get some sacks. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we're going to get to see a guy firsthand, you know, not that I, you know, that I'm pouring over all 22 tape of the Tennessee Titans, but he has a pretty good reputation. Uh, and and I remember when he came out of Northwestern, Peter Skronansky, uh, yeah. He had the reputation as being one of the better guard prospects in almost a decade. Uh, I don't know if you watched him more than I have, but how has it gone for for him the last couple of years? Uh, didn't he come out? Isn't it? Wasn't it last draft that Skaronski came out? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I believe was... so. Right? It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's been okay. I think he's been kind of up and down. The other guy who who has been up and down, but. Like Skaronski has shown a decent talent level is Jalen Duncan, who's the kid out of Maryland, who we all mm-hmm. thought had the talent, certainly, to be a early day two prospect, but some significant off the field issues. Um, I think the Titans, whilst maybe not hitting a home run, have certainly got somebody that they can, you know, rely on for multiple years in terms of, you know, a, a starting player. He's come in, started, he's played very well. So there is talent on the offensive line, and, you know, they are, are able to open holes for Spears and for Henry and, 
But I, I, I just think that Miami has too much talent on defense. But the other guy to keep an eye on, you know, you talk about getting Spears out of the backfield. Also, Chig Okoronkwo, the tight end, is you know is a player that you know can threaten. See, he's not going to be an issue when it comes to blocking, but certainly a guy that can threaten seams, that can take a Duke Riley down the field, and you know, and get up and over him, and can you know he's got the speed to you know to match up well with the safety. If you get Okoronkwo on on. Um, on Duke Riley, get him on Deshaun Elliott, you know, turning his back and being forced to run back towards his goal line. That could be a difficulty for the Dolphins. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, there's one marquee match quarterback Will Levis is, you know, is going to put, can forget the the battles that DeAndre Hopkins and Xavier Howard had a few years ago, mm. uh, including one game where DeAndre Hopkins actually got much better of Xavier Howard. And then Xavier Howard, of course, got him back uh, when he was in um, with the Cardinals. So they've had their battles. That's going to be fun to watch again. Maybe Will Levis is not the quarterback to to give DeAndre Hopkins an advantage over, over Xavier Howard. Uh, they're, they're talented, but it's, it's, it's still going to be a very uphill battle for this team but to compete. Could this, could this then turn into a Ryan Tannehill revenge game? Absolutely. I think that there is a distinct possibility, uh, although they might not say it. They there might be an opportunity where the game is close and Will Levis is taking them nowhere, and Mike Vrabel might, might just decide, you know what, you know we're not too far out of this thing. Let me bring in Ryan Tannehill to take us home for the rest of the year, and we'll just call it a season and call it a successful you, rookie season for Will Levis. I think that's a distinct possibility. Could you imagine though a scenario? Where, where Tannehill brings the Titans back against his old team who are vying for the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, that would be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, absolutely would it be a nightmare. But I think we have the right roster, Simon. I think we have the right roster. Yeah. I, I don't think Ryan Tannehill scares us. And if, no. if he does scare, right. us, scare us, then we got more then, issues. Yeah, we've got that. bigger issues. That's very true. <laughs> My second question before we get to the predictions is, it's a bit of a seesaw of emotions on Sunday evening because it's the Chiefs against the Bills. Obviously, want the Bills to lose because the AFC East and the Bills. Um, but also, we want the Bills to win because of Kansas City getting home field advantage. But then if the Bills win, we don't want the Bills coming to Miami if we... Oh, so many kind of things. How are you, how are you feeling about this one? Where's your, where's your emotional heart and hat in terms of you don't want the Bills in the wild card and you don't want the Bills to come back and win the AFC East, but you don't want the Chiefs to have home field advantage because we want home field advantage and Buffalo beating Kansas City is great for Miami given that we play Tennessee and we could go two games ahead. Oh, it's a big old, what are you yeah. feeling? Yeah. It's a, a mixed emotions. You know, it's like your worst anything off a cliff, but he's holding like one of your prized possessions, <laughs> you know? So this game is, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because I've seen some other people saying, no, I want them. I want to see the corpse. I want to see the corpse and I want to see it inside the box, ready to be buried. Well, if you want that, then you're obviously rooting for the Kansas city chiefs. I don't know if you saw the, the injury report, but it's a bad one for the Chiefs. Yeah. Now yeah. the 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 good thing is they're an Arrowhead. They don't lose too much in Arrowhead, so you know you got to think they have an advantage here. But wow, no Pacheco, no Brian Cook, no Drew Tranquil. Like these are big losses. On I think the that. Bills. Are, I think the Bills are winning that game. I think so I too. And if they do, that's actually the better thing. It now, is. It is the better thing. And if you do want to to clinch against the Jets. Then it's in the Cowboys' hands. And yeah, can, can the Dallas Cowboys go to Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. So if, so if you want an early combination, you, you can still get it. 
if we're worried about a Buffalo team that's three games behind us, knowing that we've got three difficult games coming up against Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo, then we have no we have no right even thinking that we should be in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? We've got to be yeah. at some point. We've got to stop beating up on the you know you can only beat what's in front of you, but at some point you've got to go and beat a really good team. You know whether that's in in, in the regular season or in the playoffs, you're gonna have to beat somebody who's really good. And if we're sitting here going, oh well, you know maybe they're, they're two games behind us and they're one game behind us, and you know all our easy games are running out, well, you've got to go and beat one of those three teams or at least two of those three teams to to get in and and, and stop the narrative, I suppose. Right, let's get to the predictions. I think I gave mine before the break, although it was about six and a half hours ago, um, and I think I said thirty-eight, fourteen, maybe or something like that. Where's mm-hmm. your head at in terms of predictions? Well, first, uh, Chris said 31-10, and I'm pretty much in the same headspace. Uh, I'm thinking 34-13 okay. with, with not many anxious moments, I would say. Good. I, I can't handle many anxious moments. Right. I'm off to pick my son up. It is now close on half past 10, and uh, he'll have probably had a couple of lagers too many. So um, that should be fun for the journey home. Uh, we will see you on Monday night for our review show. Oh, no, we won't. We'll see you on Tuesday night because it's a Monday night game yeah. for our review show. Review That'd be something that we're reviewing the game while it's going on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you can join us uh, on the game for the game on OnlyFins, uh, and you get to 3 us McCarry our Twitter account, and that's where you'll find all the details to sign up for OnlyFins. We will join you next Tuesday and then next Thursday to preview the Jets. You have been listening, as always, to 3 Yards Per Carry. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.